This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. The Oilers win a big one against the Sabres, but it wasn't just the offense that showed up in Buffalo. We'll talk about all that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Your Locked On Oilers, your daily podcast on the Edmonton Oilers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Oilers Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host and former Oilers game day producer, Brett Holden. As mentioned on today's episode, a massive win for the Edmonton Oilers as they beat the Buffalo Sabres 3-2 in Buffalo. But it wasn't just their offense that really shined in this one. We will talk about that in just a second. But also on today's episode, a shocking uh, point of emphasis today as the Oilers went 12-6 and instead of the normal 11-7 as the Oilers have gone recently. But why did the Oilers go 12-6 and why no Philip Broberg? We will talk about that a little later on on today's episode, and we will wrap up today's episode, as always, after every Oilers game with... The good, the bad, and the ugly from the game against the Buffalo Sabres. Thank you so much for making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you find your podcast. Alrighty, a massive 3-2 victory for the Oilers in Buffalo against the Sabres as Connor McDavid getting not one but two goals in this one, including the game winner, his 53rd and 54th on the season and his career high, yes, his new career high, 124 points. That is absolutely Insane, And the fact that that's a career high for Connor McDavid and we're not even 70 games into the season is insane. But yes, it was the offense that, well, mostly Connor McDavid's offense that really uh, helped the Oilers win this game. But it was the defense that really shined for me in this one. Stuart Skinner stopping 37 of a possible 39 Fired towards him, and for the first time since the acquisition of Matthias Ekholm, the Edmonton Oilers went with a traditional 12-6 lineup, meaning 12 forward, 6 defensemen instead of the 11 forward, 7 defensemen with that extra defenseman, meaning that Philip Broberg was a healthy scratch. We will talk about that decision a little later on, but the Oilers do get the win in this one, and for me... That really shows, and you saw throughout the game, the maturity that Matthias Ekholm brings to the back end for the Edmonton Oilers. Yes, the the Phil Broberg's been playing very well, and I don't want to spoil the next uh, segment too much, and I, I'm not saying at all that I think Philip Broberg should have been out of the lineup. But I think what this lineup does is, A, it shows what the Edmonton Oilers have, but B, shows what the Edmonton Oilers have 
with Matias Ekholm in the lineup. He also uh, kind of chalked that entire thing up with uh, a secondary assist on the game-winning goal from Connor McDavid, his second point as an Edmonton Oiler, and he has just brought so much to the Edmonton Oilers' uh, uh, back end. And, I mean, uh, at one point, the Edmonton Oilers' penalty kill was Nick Bukestad, who's six foot six, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who's six foot, who, uh, by the way, to me, six foot's pretty impressive. I put six foot in my Tinder bio to make it seem like I'm taller than I am. And he was the shortest guy on the penalty kill unit for the Edmonton Oilers, as Matthias Ekholm was also out there, who's six foot four, and Vinny DeHarnay, who's six foot seven. So the Edmonton Oilers penalty kill is pretty big. And speaking of Nick Bukestad, a perfect 10 for 10 in the face-off dot for him. He had a massive game for the Edmonton Oilers quietly, very quietly for the Edmonton Oilers, especially in the, the uh, technical areas, as mentioned, 10 for 10 in the face-off dot. But the Edmonton Oilers were very good in the face-off dot, in the penalty kill, but also when it comes to the quality of shots. Now, the first period for the Oilers were very, or was very good. 20 shots for the Oilers in that first period, 15 for the Sabres, but then it was six shots for the Oilers in the second. But the Oilers' defense didn't falter. The Oilers didn't allow a goal in that second period, and it wasn't until that third period, early in that third period, only 41 seconds in, where the Sabres were able to find the equalizer. But the Edmonton Oilers were able to go on to win the game 3-2. The reason why I mention that is because that shows the Edmonton Oilers' maturity. Not only were the Oilers outshot in that second period, the Edmonton Oilers were severely outshot. They were outshot by double the amount of shots that they had in that period. 13 shots for the Buffalo Sabres, 6 for the Oilers in the second period. But at no point did it seem... Yes, the, Ed, the, the Sabres were kind of, kind of controlling the play just as long as it came to the shooting and, and where the puck was. But it was never out of hand for the Edmonton Oilers, and that was the most important thing for the Edmonton Oilers in this game. And most importantly, going forward, the Edmonton Oilers have control when it comes to the offensive game. The Edmonton Oilers can score at will, but it's a matter of controlling the defensive game is where the Edmonton Oilers will find their uh, succession, their success. There we go, the success. There we go. It's been a long weekend already for me, and it's already Monday. Uh, but to uh, wrap up on tonight's game, of University of Alberta Golden Bears alumni, Derek Ryan, I just wanted to mention the U of A. Unfortunately, they did lose the Canada West title yesterday uh, to the University of Calgary. Already don't want to mention that. But uh, Derek Ryan did get a goal in this game for the Oilers, a second goal. And that second line, or that fourth line for the Oilers, heck, I called them the second line. The fourth line for the Oilers with Costin, Ryan, and Shore was fantastic. Getting that goal, I mean, it was just a matter of time, really, on that uh, shift. And it was great to see the Edmonton Oilers get rewarded. More specifically, the depth of the Edmonton Oilers get rewarded 
in that way. However, Leon Dreisaitl did fail to get on the score sheet in this one, which ends a 12-game point streak for him. He will try to get back on the point streak as the Edmonton Oilers head to Boston on Thursday at 5.30 puck drop at the Garden. That one's going to be fun. A rematch from the 3-2 game from last week between the Edmonton Oilers and the uh, Boston Bruins. But the Edmonton Oilers walk away with a 3-2 victory against the Buffalo Sabres. But it wasn't with a little bit of controversy uh, heading into the game. As the Edmonton Oilers go into this one 12-6 instead of their traditional 11-7. So why did Philip Broberg get the healthy scratch? We will talk about that in just a second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started using AG1 because I wanted to better my gut health, optimize my immune system, and wanted to do that without taking a whole bunch of pills and supplements at the same time. And that is exactly what I get with AG1. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, your aging, all of the things. All of the things, all while still tasting great. Plus, it's even lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it is all good for you. And it contains less than one gram of sugar with no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, all while still tasting great. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day, which you are investing in your health, and cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is recommended by professional athletes. So right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com nhlnetwork. Again, that is athleticgreens.com nhlnetwork to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Alrighty, heading into this game, the Edmonton Oilers, or the news came that the Edmonton Oilers were going to go 12-6 instead of their their conventional uh, conventional against the traditional uh, 11-7 lineup for the Edmonton Oilers, and they went with the 12-6 look for the Oilers, meaning that there had to be a casualty somewhere on the defense, and that meant Philip Broberg was a healthy scratch for the Edmonton Oilers. A lot of people went, why is Philip Broberg a healthy scratch? Doesn't Philip Broberg's play warrant him being in the lineup? Oh, this and that and the other thing. I get it. At first glance, you see somebody is out of the lineup and you go, oh, haven't they done enough? Why are you punishing this player 
who's been playing well enough and taking him out of the lineup. Sometimes I just wish people would, would step back and look at the bigger thing. Bigger picture, some might say. Look, the Edmonton Oilers over the last mm, three days, or at least heading into this game, maybe we'll say four or five days. The Edmonton Oilers have added not one, but two names, not only to the organization, but to the starting lineup, to the lineup that the Edmonton Oilers are going into game in and game out. Not only that, but these next 19, 18 games for the Edmonton Oilers are very important. With that being said, yes, you want the best players in the lineup, but when you have two players who are going to be inserted into the lineup, who are going to be doing very important things in your lineup, you have to figure out where they fit. And on Saturday against the Winnipeg Jets, Clean Costin was that casualty for the Edmonton Oilers. That's fine. The Edmonton Oilers went 11-7 in their lineup. Costin was a healthy scratch, and people went, eh, yeah, okay, that's fine. But now the Edmonton Oilers go 12-6. There has to be somebody who's uh, naturally a healthy scratch. They take out the youngest player in the lineup to take a look, see, hey, this is what, what's going on on the ice, and take a look at the players that they just acquired. And all of a sudden, it's a fire sale. What? What are you doing? You're, you're stunting the development of this player. No, you're not. You're seeing what you have in Nick Bukestad and Matthias Ekholm. And I don't want to hear all these people go, oh, you know what you have. You don't know what you have. And if you know what you have, well, then go out there and win a Stanley Cup. Go, go ahead. Go out there and go and try and win a Stanley Cup with that lineup that you have, that you think that you know you have. And then run into the problems and go, oh, I thought it, I thought it was okay. But... There's another reason why it was Vinny DeHarnay and Brett Kulak as the defensive pairing and not a Brett Kulak and, and Philip Broberg or Ekholm Broberg, whatever that may be. And that is how well Kulak and DeHarnay actually play together. Heading into this game, the expected goals against between Vinny DeHarnay and Brett Kulak sat at a 2.5, which was the sixth best amongst the Edmonton Oilers defensemen. Now, you might, you might be sitting there going, uh, the Edmonton Oilers only have three defensive pairings, you idiot. Well, the Edmonton Oilers have tried 27 different pairings so far this year, and Kulak and DeHarnay, who have played very well together over the last couple of uh, games, or not last couple of games, but uh, while they've played with each other, have been the sixth best pairing when it comes to expected goals against, and then the expected goals against per 60 minutes boosts them even more to 1.99 and puts them fourth on the Edmonton Oilers. Now, tonight, between Brett Kulak and Vinny DeHarnay, those numbers were even more impressive. The Edmonton Oilers' defense was carried by Kulak and DeHarnay. The expected goals against between Kulak and DeHarnay sat with a 0.368, so basically is uh, 37%, which was first amongst the Edmonton Oilers' defensive pairings. The shots against 
between the Edmonton Oilers and the uh, Buffalo Sabres, or sorry, for the Edmonton Oilers uh, pairing of Brett Kulak and Vinny DeHarnay, sat with nine, which was the least amount amongst the Edmonton Oilers' defensive pairings. And their goal expected goal differential sat with a 0.72, which was the best amongst the Edmonton Oilers' defensive pairing. Not only were they very effective in their own end, but they were very effective offensively as well. Now, that doesn't always uh, equate to shots on target or goals or anything like that, but that does mean the Edmonton Oilers were better when Vinny DeHarnay and Brett Kulak were on the ice when they weren't on the ice. That is why Brett Kulak and Vinny DeHarnay played instead of Philip Broberg and Vinny DeHarnay or Philip Broberg and Brett Kulak, however you may want to configure that lineup. Again, this is nothing against Philip Broberg. However, I would say against the, the Winnipeg Jets, there were at times, he was bullied at times, at times. More going into the mistakes that he made early in the preseason but he still played very well. I don't want it to seem like I'm I'm crapping on the guy at all. I think he's been playing fantastic hockey over the last couple of days. Again, there had to be one casualty amongst those players, and he happened to be the one. The Edmonton Oilers also want to see what they have in Vinny DeHarnay against a very difficult team in the Buffalo Sabres and see just what type of minutes they can give him down the stretch. They kind of know what they got in Broberg but they don't always know what they have in DeHarnay. So that is why DeHarnay and Kulak went for the Oilers and Broberg was out of the lineup. Expect when the Oilers head to Boston on Thursday, Broberg to be in the lineup. But we shall see when that game comes. However, as always, after every game between the Edmonton Oilers and, well, whoever they play, we go through the good, the bad, and the ugly after every game. So... Let's get to that in just a second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you gotta try Built Bar. Listen, we're into March here and our New Year's resolutions, while well, some of them may be waning, the other ones are sitting there going, hey, you remember me? And I know mine personally was I wanted to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me where you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got the thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they are so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for that New Year's resolution still rearing that ugly head. But what makes... Built Bar is so good. Well, it's probably because they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. Plus, they come in all a whole bunch of undeniably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and chocolate almond. Oh my goodness, I could go on on the delicious flavors they have. But I gotta stay focused. I gotta stay focused. Now, listen. I don't know how Built does it, but these Built Bars taste exactly like a candy bar, all while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is they are healthy for you. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. I can't believe it. If you have a participating Walmart near you, you can find a box there. If not, head to Built.com. You 
can thank me later. Alrighty, let's wrap up with the good, the bad, and the ugly from the game between the Edmonton Oilers and the Buffalo Sabres. And we're going to start off with the good, and the good being the line of Clean Costin, Derek Ryan, and Devin Score. Oops, did I say score? I meant Devin Shore. A fantastic game for the Edmonton Oilers from that line. Eight minutes and five seconds for that line. And it was a great eight minutes and five seconds. And and expected goals for of a 0.781, good for second amongst the Edmonton Oilers lines, including the line with Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. Their shots for had 12, which sat second on the Edmonton Oilers and had the most unblocked shots for for the Edmonton Oilers which was tied for first with 11. The Edmonton Oilers' uh, fourth line with Costin, Ryan, and Shore led to what was the second goal of the game for the Oilers with probably the best shift of the game for the Oilers. Just a great, great effort for Costin, uh, Ryan, and Shore and really showing why the Edmonton Oilers were benefiting from the uh, 12 and 6. A great look for the Oilers in this one. So the good, the line of Clean Costin, Derek Ryan, and Devin Shore. The bad being Stuart Skinner. Not in a bad way, but because Stuart Skinner is a bad, bad man. 37 saves on 39 shots, a .949 save percentage, five saves on the power play, only allowing one on the power play, and 32 of 33, or 32 saves on 33 shots fired towards him at even strength. He was a massive reason and why the Edmonton Oilers not only stayed in this game, but won this game against the Buffalo Sabres. You gotta give it to uh, Stuart Skinner as it's a tough one, especially coming off the game that uh, Jack Campbell had. A lot of pressure on Skinner's shoulders considering the game that Campbell had. I know that seems weird, but you want to go out there and have a good game, not only for the Oilers, but for uh, Jack Campbell as well. So Stuart Skinner, the bad being a bad, bad man. And the ugly being two-goal leads. The Edmonton Oilers don't want a two-goal lead at all. The Edmonton Oilers went up one nothing, and then the Jets tied at 1-1. And then the Oilers went up 2-1 late in the second. And then 41 seconds into the third, the Sabres tie it. But then the Oilers... Ah, uh, not to be outdone, the Oilers did go up 3-2, and they did end up scoring a empty net goal, but it was called back. The Edmonton Oilers unable to get that second goal that really put this game out of reach, so the ugly for the Oilers two goal leads. So the good, the bad, and the ugly from the game between the Oilers and the Sabres, the good being the line of clean Costin, Derek Ryan, and Devin Shore getting the second goal of the game and just really dominating the Sabres in all facets of this game. The bad being Stuart Skinner's. He stopped 37 of 39, fired his way. He is a bad, bad man. And the ugly being two goal leads as the Edmonton Oilers are just allergic to them. No way. They could get a two-goal lead in this one. Led one nothing, led 2-1, and won it 3-2.
Either way, the Oilers win this one 3-2 in Buffalo as they improve to 35-22-8 on the year. And they look to improve on that record as they head to Boston on Thursday night, 5-30. Puck drop in that one at TD Garden. Until then, we shall see it tomorrow and we shall all the way through the night play La Bamba, baby.